0: This Day in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History Class, a show that shines a light on the ups and downs of everyday history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're talking about the neurotic billionaire playboy who used cutting-edge technology of his own design to help fight the bad guys. And no... I'm not talking about Batman. The day was November 2nd, 1947. Howard Hughes pilots the H-4 Hercules, also known as the Spruce Goose, on its first and only flight. At the time, it was the largest aircraft ever built, with a wingspan longer than a football field. It was designed to carry more than 700 soldiers into battle. To accommodate that kind of weight, and to work around wartime restrictions on steel, Hughes built the plane out of wood, more specifically, out of laminated birch and spruce, hence the nickname. It may have flown just one brief time, but the story behind that flight and the man who flew it have left a far more enduring legacy. Howard Hughes was born on Christmas Eve in 1905 in Houston, Texas. The son of a prominent oil drill manufacturer, Hughes inherited immense wealth when he took over the family business at the age of 18. Three years later, in 1926, he put some of that fortune into a passion project, producing movies. The first film he produced was an epic World War I action film called Hell's Angels. It was released to critical acclaim in 1930 and was praised in particular for its elaborate and expensive aerial fight scenes. Hughes was heavily involved in the stunt design for these sequences. In fact, when the film's lead stunt pilot objected to the danger of the final scene, Hughes stepped in to fly the plane himself. It didn't go so well, though. He wound up crashing and was severely injured. Undeterred, Hughes continued flying planes and producing movies. He soon made a name for himself as a Hollywood playboy and was seen around town with actresses such as Ava Gardner, Ginger Rogers, and Katherine Hepburn. Around the same time, he founded the Hughes Aircraft Company and began designing his own planes. He tested many of the cutting-edge aircraft himself, sometimes setting records in the process. For example, in 1937, Hughes broke the record for the fastest transcontinental flight, and in 1938, he flew around the world in record time, three days, 19 hours, and 14 minutes. Following the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor in 1941, Hughes lent his talent as a designer to the U.S. war effort the government commissioned his company to build a giant flying boat that could transport hundreds of troops and supplies to remote areas. There was a great need for a massive flying transport because in 1942, German submarines began sinking hundreds of Allied ships as they made their way across the Atlantic Ocean. The original concept for the aircraft was conceived by Henry Kaiser, an industrialist and shipbuilder. He chose Hughes to design and build it with him, but due to numerous quarrels and disagreements between the two of them, Kaiser withdrew from the project in 1944, leaving Hughes and his small team to finish it on their own. The plane was originally called the HK-1 because it was to be the first aircraft built by Hughes and Kaiser. When the latter bowed out of the project, Hughes changed the name to the H-4 Hercules, marking it as the fourth Hughes aircraft and likening its immense strength to that of a Greek god, or at least a demigod. Much to Hughes' dismay, the press didn't get on board with his lofty designation and instead insisted on calling the huge wooden plane the Spruce Goose. Hughes disliked the name not only because it sounded less tough, but because it wasn't even accurate. The plane was made almost entirely of birch, not spruce. Though to be fair, the birch bird wouldn't have sounded any tougher. The plane's final design featured wood laminated with plastic and covered with a whitish-gray fabric, which furthered its comparison to a goose. It was powered by eight propeller engines and had a massive wingspan of 320 feet. The Hughes Flying Boat cost an unprecedented $23 million, and by the time it was finished in 1946, the war was already over. When the Allies' victory was in sight, it was clear the Spruce Goose would no longer be needed, but Howard Hughes kept working on it anyway, largely to satisfy the press and his own sense of pride. Hughes and his plane definitely had their fans, but they had a good deal of detractors as well. Chief among them was Congress, which eventually launched an investigation into whether Hughes had squandered government funds on a plane that may not have even been airworthy. So with pressure mounting, Hughes decided to clear his good name by proving he had built a plane that was fit to fly. On November 2nd, 1947, Howard Hughes took the Hercules prototype for an unannounced flight test. He sailed the aircraft into Long Beach Harbor in Southern California as thousands of spectators gathered to watch. A short time later, Hughes managed to get the hulking plane airborne. It was a successful maiden flight, but not a very extensive one. The plane only flew 70 feet above the water, and only for about a mile over the course of one minute before landing. Still, it was enough to satisfy critics that Hughes had indeed built a functional aircraft, even if some opponents still doubted it could support its own weight during a longer flight. As you probably surmised, the Spruce Goose never went into production, and following an unrelated but highly traumatic plane crash, Hughes himself wasn't seen much either. He retreated from the public eye, preferring to manage his various film and aircraft ventures from a distance. By the 1960s, he was living in seclusion on the top floor of the Desert Inn in Las Vegas, and was rarely seen outside of his hotel suite. It's believed that Hughes suffered from brain trauma due to his past accidents, as well as a debilitating case of obsessive-compulsive disorder, both of which may have been worsened by drug abuse. He did eventually leave Las Vegas in the early 1970s, first moving to a hotel in Nicaragua and then to a resort on Grand Bahama Island, where he would spend the remainder of his life. As for the spruce goose, Hughes never gave up on the project. In fact, he kept the prototype ready for flight in a gigantic climate-controlled hangar at a cost somewhere between $300,000 and $1 million each year. This continuous maintenance was kept up for almost 30 years, from 1947 until Hugh's death in 1976. Today, visitors can see the massive plane for themselves at the Evergreen Aviation Museum in McMinnville, Oregon. It stands as the museum's centerpiece, a monument to aviation history, to human innovation, and to one man's personal pride. I'm Gabe Louzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you enjoyed the show, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or you can write to us at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening.